And that's some of the news. Uh, good evening. We have a different sort of news tonight. Since I'm also acting as fill-in engineer, I'll read some headlines and we'll look in depth into one story. Mayor-elect Eric Adams plan to reinstate solitary confinement at Rikers Island. For the WBAI News for Wednesday, December 22nd, 2021, I'm Paul Durienzo. And U.S. health regulators today authorized the first pill against COVID-19, a Pfizer drug that Americans will be able to take at home to head off the worst effects of the virus. The long-awaited announcement comes as U.S. cases, hospitalizations, and deaths are all rising, and health officials warn of a tsunami of new infections from the Omicron variant that could overwhelm hospitals. The drug Paxlovid is a faster way to treat early COVID-19 infections. Though initial supplies will be extremely limited, all of the previously authorized drugs against the disease require an IV or an injection. Meanwhile, medical experts say that South Africa's noticeable drop in new COVID-19 cases in recent days may signal the country's dramatic Omicron-driven surge has passed its peak. South Africa has been at the forefront of the Omicron wave, and the world is watching for any signs of how it may play out there to try and understand what may be in store for us here. But closer to home, New York City will get several new testing sites in coming days in a joint effort by the city, state and federal governments to decrease wait times for COVID-19 tests as the latest surge in infections powered by the Omicron variant continues to grow. Mayor Bill de Blasio announced at his briefing today that the city is opening several new testing sites, bringing its total to 119 permanent and mobile testing locations. Beginning today, existing testing sites run by the city's hospital network, New York City Health and Hospitals, will expand their hours to be open from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Tomorrow, the city will launch a moving fleet of five vans, one for each borough, that will be distributing at-home rapid tests. The city expects the vans to hand out 2,000 tests per day. That's according to Dr. Ted Long, who heads the city's test and trace program. The city is also getting four new mobile sites operated by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC. The sites are all located in Queens and will be open from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. The new sites come as Governor Kathy Hochul warns new cases of COVID are going vertical. With 28,942 cases yesterday, it's the fifth day in the last six where a pandemic-high number of cases was recorded and the sixth day in a row where the state reported more than 20,000 cases. Hochul added that hospitalizations, while higher than they were in the last few months, are still only two-thirds of what they were at this point last year. Meanwhile, the head of the city's teachers' union says educators are frustrated with the COVID-19 testing system at public schools. United Federation of Teachers President Michael Mulgrew says the system is broken, referring to backlogs in the situation rooms that track cases. He says there are roughly 180 schools that haven't been tested in the last two weeks. Mulgrew is calling on the city to ramp up testing and safety protocols as attendance continues to drop ahead of the holidays. And in more news from Albany, New York Attorney General Letitia James today issued a warning letter to LabWork LLC, which has dozens of testing sites across Manhattan and other boroughs. James says consumers have been waiting over 120 hours or over five days for COVID-19 test results, despite company advertisements that consumers can expect those results within 24 hours. That 
is called false advertising under New York state law, gets you in a lot of trouble. The New York City Department of Correction, meanwhile, is temporarily suspending visits at jail facilities because of a rise in coronavirus cases. In a letter, DOC Commissioner Vincent Chiraldi said the COVID-19 positivity rate at Rikers was over 17% as of yesterday. He went on to say all indications suggest that our jail population faces an equal or greater level of risk from COVID now as it did at the start of the pandemic. Chiraldi says about 45% of people in custody are at least partially vaccinated. 85% of uniformed staff have had at least one dose. Meanwhile, the city's jail policies are becoming front and center in an angry dispute between progressive members of the New York City Council and Mayor-elect Eric Adams. Adams assailed members of the city council yesterday after they sent him a letter asking him to reverse course on his support of punitive segregation or solitary confinement in the city's jails. I support punitive segregation. I am not going to be in a city where dangerous people assault innocent people, go to jail, and assault more people. You cannot have a jail system where someone sexually assault a staffer, slash an inmate, and then say, it is all right, I'm going to give you an iPad and just hug you and say, don't do it again. No. If you are violent, you must be removed from population so that you don't inflict inflict violence on other people. That's clear. If you want to work as a partner, call me. Hear my my understandings and my belief. The one thing that's different from everyone that signed the letter and Eric Adams, I wore a bulletproof vest for 22 years and protected the people of this city. And when you do that, then you have the right to question me on safety and public safety matters. I think I know a little something about this. I'm going to protect my correction officers. I'm going to protect the inmates that are serving time. And I'm not going to allow violent people to do violence and think they can do it without being held accountable. And we can do it in a humane fashion. And if anyone wants to talk to me about that, don't write a letter. Call me and speak with me. That is how we're going to resolve this. There's a body of people that are coming into the city council. They have no desire in moving our city forward. Their desire is to be disruptive. What I am going to do, I'm going to ignore them. I'm going to stay committed, undistracted, and I'm going to grind. If they like it or not, I'm the mayor. That was the mayor-elect Adams. This week, 29 council members signed a letter in support of a bill that would ban the use of solitary confinement in city jails. The letter was signed by several incoming members of the council, as mentioned by the mayor-elect. Council member Tiffany Caban had tweeted, Solitary confinement is recognized by the United Nations, human rights organizations, and mental health experts to be torture. Yesterday, WBAI spoke with organizer Victor Pate of New York's Hall Solitary Campaign week. And Mayor-elect Eric Adams introduced the city's new jail boss last week and warned that the inmates on Rikers Island are going to, uh, should start behaving, in his words, because he plans to immediately reverse outgoing Mayor Bill de Blasio's policy against solitary confinement. Adams' declaration at a news conference in Brooklyn prompted applause from City Corrections Captain Association President Patrick Ferriulo. 
Adams, a former NYPD captain, also challenged opponents of solitary confinement to spend just one day working as a correction officer. Victor Pate is the New York State organizer for the organization Halt Solitary Confinement. He spent two years of his life in solitary during his jail sentence. He says that Mayor de Blasio never really did support the call to halt solitary. He never really did, but that there is a law that takes effect in March that says that solitary confinement in New York State is illegal. Over a cumulative two years in solitary confinement from time to time. You just sit there all day and stare at the walls? I mean, that's it? That's what it is. So solitary confinement is in, you know, there may be different measurements, but it is a six by nine cell. Some units, you have bars in front of your cell, like a regular jail cell door. And in some solitary units, you have the steel door with the slot and a little small window that you often see in pictures of, of, in, of people that are in prisons and jails. What is the law on solitary confinement now? The bill was passed this legislative session, 2021, and signed by the governor. That is now law. So the law now is that nobody can be held in solitary confinement past 15 days. After that 15 days, they are to be transferred to a residential rehabilitative unit. Those residential rehabilitative units are basically designed as an alternative that will provide counseling, psychological and sociological services for people who may be in need for additional separation from the general population before they are deemed clear to go back into general population. That actual bill is becomes effective March 2022, but it is now law. Mm-hmm. Mayor-elect Eric Adams says he wants to return to solitary to protect guards at Rikers, and that's he blames solitary for the conditions that we've been hearing about at Rikers Island recently. That's not true. Rikers Island has been in a state of chaos and disarray for decades, okay? I was in Rikers Island in 1971. It was bad then, and it's even worse now. Eric Adams is talking, placing people in solitary confinement without having any real knowledge what the psychological and sociological damages as well as physical damages that occurs to people when they're in solitary confinement. Any long-term exposure to solitary confinement, it creates a deterioration mentally, physically from a person that's being exposed to that. If he's talking about returning back to solitary confinement with no alternatives, with no alternatives for people to have an opportunity to address and deal with whatever issues may have caused them to have a need to be separated from general population, then he is violating what's considered the UN general rules that says anybody that's held in solitary confinement past 15 days, it is considered torture. So with him making an announcement that he's going to put 
people back in solitary confinement is only going to continue to further exacerbate the conditions of people that are on Rikers Island. Solitary confinement does not make people behave better once they have been in it. As a matter of fact, solitary confinement oftentimes causes people to even act out more because of the fact that when you're in solitary confinement, there is no treatment. There is no services. You're just separated from people and is we need to have you know, stimuli. So for him to make such an announcement is that it's totally immorable and it's unconscionable that he would even think to place people in solitary confinement without a evidence proven plan that if people needed to be separated, that they would be separated humanely and that while they're separated from the general population, they would be able to receive some form of treatment for whatever the missionary purposes is that cause them to be in solitary confinement. Anything you'd like to add? Eric Adams, though he may be a law enforcement officer, I'm sure that everything he's going to be doing is going to be based from the law enforcement perspective. But I wouldn't. He needs to talk to us advocates who have been doing this work, those people that have been formerly incarcerated in prisons and jails, to come up with a, a remedy to how to better the conditions of people in jails as opposed to creating a condition where people become and are treated worse. So he hasn't contacted you or your group? No, he hasn't. Did Mayor de Blasio contact or talk to you? Mayor de Blasio had spoken with a few members of our group when we were trying to negotiate a change in the way that they were being using solitary confinement in 2020. As a result of these conversations, he had said he was going to end solitary confinement. That never happened. And of course, this goes back to many cases, but Khalif Browder, I guess, is one of the most well-known cases. Khalif Browder and, of course, more recent one, Laylene Polanco which is one of the transgender people who was left to die in solitary confinement. So there's many stories of people who have had experience and exposure in solitary confinement. And as a result of their experiences, even for short periods of time, they deteriorated and or committed suicide and or died. State organizer for Halt Solitary Confinement, the Legal Aid Society called on Adams to immediately retract his plan, saying it throws away years of progress on doing the physical and mental harms caused by solitary confinement and it reveals the new administration's intent to reinstate regressive and violent policies over modern and more effective practices. And and that was Victor Pate of the group Halt Solitary, and I find that a very eye-opening interview considering the statements that were made by the mayor. I mean, really, uh, the mayor said that he uh, was angry because somebody had written him a letter, but we have uh, people in these organizations that have been long involved, including passing legislation, who, number one, say it's already illegal, the deed is done, and the the governor already, Governor Cuomo, signed into effect the law banning the use of this, the United Nations has come forward and said more than 15 days is considered torture in solitary confinement, and nobody from these groups have been contacted. And in fact, uh, even uh, Mayor de Blasio, who the mayor-elect says he's reversing on the issue of solitary, never really ended solitary. It was just all a bunch of talk. So again, crime, people in jail, uh, mentally ill people, uh, people with problems are the football being kicked around by 
potent and popular people, it seems, anyway, on the surface. So it might be more to it, and maybe I'll ask you guys. And uh, our number here is 212-209-2877. I'm Paul Drienzo. This is a, uh, a different form of the WBAI News. We're going to be taking your calls at 212-209-2877. What I'd like to know is, anybody out there ever been in a solitary confinement cell? For any amount of time. And, you know, you have the folks who might have done some time in jail and wound up thrown in solitary. Anybody out there who who got thrown in solitary maybe because uh, you were a little drunk and didn't give the cops some guff or cursed out a cop or uh, refused to get fingerprinted, even though it was a minor charge, and they threw you in for a few hours to uh, better your attitude. And then you, of course, came out and did anything they wanted, and maybe they even kicked you out the door and get out of here after they did that, and you paid the $25 fine. You know, that kind of solitary, you know, the use of solitary to force people to do things. Now, there's the other type of solitary where you spend years and years of your life in the type of cell that Victor Pate just described. How about with the uh, with the? I've seen that. You know, I saw the the solitary in the um, one of the most horrifying places. I saw a solitary confinement cell was many years ago at the Lou Sterrett Justice Center in Dallas, Texas, where they had people. They looked like caged animals. It was the worst thing I, I've never seen anything like it in my life. When I first saw that there, um, I was in a protest and spent an afternoon in jail after we went around protesting Ronald Reagan or something back in the eighties. Another story for another day. Uh, but, uh, you know, what is, what is it like to be in solitary? What's it like? And you're on the radio. Welcome to WBAI. Your comment or question. Hey, how are you doing, Paul? All right, great. Yeah, um, I, I'm, I'm, I think this, this conversation, I don't know if there's confusion in, in, the term, in, in how terms are being engaged here. I am absolutely against the, the inhumane... Um, you know, I'm going to say human use, any use of solitary confinement. However, what I think might be something uh, necessary in any institution, have some sort of uh, triage, and there might be a better word for it, where people who have some behavioral problem or whatever can get put in another area, not to be mistreated or confined, but kept away from a general population who's acting more or less in accordance of trying to, you know, live their daily lives as best they can. You know, it's like in school, I grew up in public school in New York City. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever, 30 kids. If there was one kid that disrupted, it would often throw off the whole dynamic of the whole class. So I, I remember that all too yeah, well, right? That. So, so and the kids know that, problem. too. The kids know yeah. their power. You know, they sure do. Yeah, you, exactly. So, you know, there, there's got to be some way of dealing with people who, for whatever reason, uh, use a crude term because it's so vague and vulgar, acting up. You know, they have their purposes racking up, but if they're causing a disturbance among the other people and they're not getting things moving along, put that person somewhere else, deal with their issues, issues in a humane and intelligent way, and address that, and then, then see where it goes from there. It sounds like a great idea, and I think that's what uh, what Mr. Pate was, was basically saying, that Instead of using this as a punitive measure in order to to increase the power of guards to actually yeah. help people who who need intervention, and instead right, of turning but you, but, right, but you you still there? Yes. Oh yeah. Right, but you can't you can't, you can't take someone out of the, of the of the general population there, however that may be defined, or whatever the subdivision they're in, and stick them into a closet with no light and no anything. That's that, right. that's inhumane. with a slot and but that's how it's always it's been done since the 
19th right. century is horrifying. Right, right. But I'm saying it, sometimes what happens is they put things in like a zero sum. It's the Jacobian thing or a clean movement and general population. Right. And there's no. I think the issue is the word humane, right? You use the word humane. That right, we do that something humane. Entail, that, that, right, that doesn't entail fascist compliance. Right. Yes. By humane, as I said, I said at the outset, yeah. you find a separate environment where cops are looking at them. They're kept in, a, in an area where they're right. isolated. Okay, yes. Man, thanks. Good point. Yeah. I want to move on to, we have some more calls, but thank you very much, caller, for your opinion. Very interesting. All right. And... Welcome to WBAI. You're on the air. Hello. Uh, if your phone, if you're listening to the radio, recognize that we are on delay. We are required to be on delay. Hi. Welcome to WBAI. You're on the air. Question or comment? Hi. Uh, my name is David. I'm a retired teacher. I worked in two prisons in New Jersey, and it's called administrative segregation. And the question is, I don't know about New York, whether that if New York is a custody state or rehabilitative. New Jersey is rehabilitate, so it has a lot to do with the rules about That's called ADSEG. And it's a terrible experience, I can tell you. Right. I, 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 I haven't had the pleasure of being in a uh, solitary cell in New York City or even being on Rikers Island. But from my understanding, I mean, you had Khalif Bauer, you had uh, Ms. Polanco who died. I mean, people are, are being found dead there every day. I mean, every other day, it seems like they're finding people who are have killed themselves or been killed or died under mysterious circumstances. Uh, the whole Rikers and I've never met. I'm not saying anything that the current mayor, even the former mayor, hasn't echoed in their own views. But then when it comes down to practice, it's it's like it was the 19th century all over again, or the days when yeah, they... And then, yeah, and quickly I'll get off, Paul. Thanks for what like, came to my call. Is Another problem is a lot of the medical services are outsourced by private companies, at least in New Jersey they are. So again, with that, you have a terrible situation about medical care, health, psychiatric services, and all that. So, um, you know. Right. But anyway. That's hey, what listen, you, can I do a yeah. Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I wanted uh, you've been very nice to us. This is my name is David. We're from that group Substitutes Matters, the unemployment. They're still chasing us for the pandemic money. And we want the city to stop, please. But you have a great show. Mm -hmm. God bless you and keep going and I'll get off the air. All right. Could you uh, go to my website and find my email and uh, send me some Absolutely. information about that? Paul DiRienzo. Paul DiRienzo dot com. Thank you. Absolutely. Good Thanks. way to get in touch with me. And you're on the radio. WBAI New York. Yeah, Turn down your radio, please. Thank you. Comment or question? No, I have a, a serious comment. Uh, I've been I've been uh, locked down on the mod. This is Shabazz. Hi, Shabazz. Uh, Michael Aziz, I was Shabazz. I'm speaking to who? My Oops. name is Paul. Hello? Hmm, that was interesting. We lost him. I wish he'd come back. You're on WBAI New York. Your question hey, or comment? Paul. Yes, um, Paul, yesterday. Hmm. We are losing these calls for some reason. I don't know why. You're on the radio. Sorry about that. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Hi, Mr. DiRienzo. You do a fabulous show. I look forward to your 6 o'clock. They used to replay the news at 11. I guess they don't do that anymore. You can go to my website, pauldirienzo.com, and you can see it there. Right. I was the caller when you had that midnight special with that musician, which was a great show. You said if I ever do this show again, or if I'm ever allowed. That was a while ago. Yeah, they let me do it, though. You interviewed, 
<laughs> yes, that, they let me do it, though, in the end. Oh, you mean um, uh, David Amram? I believe so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was a great show. That was. that was. Right. But since we're on the news, I wanted to focus on only okay, a few minutes. Talk about the news. Yeah. Okay, solitary confinement is a form of torture. What does cruel and unusual? There's no specific definition. What is cruel and unusual? What is torture? Right. Well, you know, I think back... I, I, Go ahead. Okay. What Eric Adams said is a little... I, I, I kind of got a little bad vibe. We're going to give you an iPad and say it's okay. You know, that's a that's a other end of the spectrum saying we're going to reward yeah. you now for this behavior. But what do you do when someone has criminal in, insane... Being in a prison population will probably make mm -hmm. people violent, mm -hmm. where they wouldn't be had they very not good been point. In I, I, I'm yeah. sorry, we have to move. We're running out of time, but that's a and very good point. How were you in jail? Just out of curiosity, how were you in solitary? I was never in. I saw solitary. I saw. I was standing there being processed and processed in and out for a protest demonstration way back long ago in Dallas, Texas, of all places. And it's funny because. Um, uh, whenever I was in Dallas and with some people and I told them about it and they were so excited to meet somebody who'd been in their jail <laughs> for a few hours even or overnight really. And, uh, and I saw the solitary confinement where they kept people in the solitary. It was scary. It was horrifying to watch that. I think they made us watch it. You know, we were about a hundred of us, you know, and they had swept up at the end of this protest. You can read about it, but that's another story for my late night show. We'll talk about that another day. Thank you. All right. Great. Thanks. Right. You're on the uh, radio. Welcome to WBAI. Hello? I guess not. You're on the air. Question or comment? Two, one. Yes. Tom from the Bronx here. Hi. <clears throat> and I'd like to say uh, the bail bonds people to me have something to do with a lot of the mayhem that's been going on with the, the thefts and... They are in cahoots with the pharmaceutical industry. To me, they 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 want like the the, the bail bonds people saying they want the individuals that wanted the uh, uh, that didn't uh, don't want the revisions for the for the bills for the bail, mm -hmm. and they and they and they they're saying unless. We get the old laws back that victimize a lot of people wrongly that were put in behind bars that are not a threat to society, but it's money for their the bail bonds industry. They're going to make the public's life miserable, and they have all these... That's very uh, interesting. You know, I have to have, go. I have to leave it at that and leave that thought, and we have to look at this another time more deeply. Well, one one well, or two they, more calls. They have all of these characters... Mm -hmm. uh, telephone numbers, and they're singing them on the public. All right. Thank you for that. That's an interesting point. And uh, one or two more calls here on the radio. Welcome to WBAI. Brandon. Hello. Your question or comment? Hmm. Oh, Brandon, right. That's the thing about Biden, right? The right-wing thing about Biden. Hi, you're on the radio. Yeah, this is Shabazz. Hey, Shabazz. Sorry was, we lost you. I was just – I'm on the radio now. Yeah, you're on. All right, listen. This is I'm Michael Isaac Bass. I did 47 years on the modern day slave plantation. That's prison, and I was locked down for 30 years in the box. Wow, that's scary. And I, would, I wish you had stayed on and heard more about it. Well, last call. You're on the radio. What's up? Hey, is that me? Yep. Oh, nice. 
Yeah, I was in a local um, New Jersey uh, county jail for some, you know, minor thing, whatever. Yeah, I know. And I was, uh, I had a staph infection in my leg from an operation. They took me in for not being able to work with a staph infection, regardless of what for. But they had to put me down in the brig because uh, of the staph infection. I told them, I said, I shouldn't even be in here. You know, I could contaminate a lot of people. There's someone in the cell next door, you know, all isolated by himself, scre- you know, screaming her head off all night. What a, what a fiasco, you know what I mean, yeah. of, uh, of the whole criminal system is. Cruel and, and unusual people, punishment. I have to go with that. I'm so sorry. Yeah, they, there's also money maker though. There, there's so much money made in prison. They're going to keep people in prison right. for as long as they can, right. and they're going to keep throwing them in for anything they can. Very good. Everybody is privatized. They can make as much money as they want off of it. So, so very good. I have to go at that point because we don't have enough time. Uh, this has been the WBAI News.